Welcome to a special episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded at North American Passive House Network's conference, Passive House for All, in June 2021 in New York City. In this, the 13th of 18 interviews we recorded amidst the hustle and bustle of the conference hall floor, I chat with Kevin Brennan of Brennan Brennan Airtightness and Insulation and co-host of Passive House Accelerator Construction Tech. A couple of thank yous before we get started. First, thank you to NAPHN for putting on this conference and for partnering with us on these interviews. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors who make all our work at The Accelerator possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Backstingui Architects, Glavel, Minotaire, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stocorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsor is SIGA, and our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. So with that, please enjoy my interview with Kevin. Kevin Brennan of Brennan Brennan Airtightness Installation, uh, co-host of the Construction Tech uh, series on the, on the Passive House Accelerator and all around amazing uh, practitioner and educator. It's great to sit down with you here at the NAAPHN conference. Thanks, Zach. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So what are, what are some of the highlights for you so far with the conference? What's what's going on? What do you, you pass files for all? Fill us in. It's, uh, it's nice to see people in purpose, in person, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I know you from Wednesdays and Tuesdays and, you know, but to actually hang out with people in person is nice to get back to normal and, uh, you know, build this community, yeah, you know, one, yeah. one time. And the content's been great. I'm a... Uh, it's been a, been, a, been a good experience. And you, you were a moderator for a session just now, yeah? I was a, a speaker on a panel oh, okay. Got about it. Got workforce, it. So, workforce yeah. development and training opportunities. So, With this theme of Passive House for All, I mean, a really key piece of um, scaling up Passive House, of course, is to have a trained workforce that, that can a, a, accomplish these, these projects. But that's also a really important opportunity for inclusion and... Um, and social equity and justice and economic development. Um, and I know you, that you've been engaged in, in workforce development work in, um, in New York and, and the boroughs for, for a while. So what is, um, I mean, first, maybe you could talk a little bit about, about that, that work that you've been doing, um, and then maybe we can dive in deeper. Yeah, we've been, I've, I've been teaching the tradesperson course for about eight years. It's yeah. been, we brought it to the, to the Bronx about nine years ago with a partnership with the uh, the Association for Energy Affordability and Passive House Academy. Right. And we believed, I believe, in hands-on training will help the projects get built quicker and faster. Yeah. Um, uh, so we, we, we brought the top-tier skills to the market, and then the projects came. And then since the projects have come, then there's been a demand for a little bit of on-site training and sharing you know, beating the drum of the tribe of like what Passive House is, you know, testing quality control, demanding excellence, trying to s- seek perfection. And uh, that's been great on the project scale. Uh, in the past, working for a nonprofit organization, we've done workforce development training, looking to get uh, 
you know, underemployed or, or people with difficulties employment jobs. And it's been, uh, it's been a challenge mm -hmm. in that you teach somebody a class, you give them a skill, and then there isn't a job right there waiting yeah. for them, you yeah. know? And you, it's almost like you're promising them the, uh, the world and it not really delivering. So yeah. hopefully by growing the community more, getting more projects online, then there'll be greater needs for these jobs and more projects and more, more training requirements and people that are passionate about installing air barriers, insulation. And so um, uh, it's, uh, it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. And what do we need to make sure we do, maybe at Accelerator or NAPHN or the, the community at large, anticipating that that could happen, right? That, that we might have that critical mass of projects so that there is the work that we can you know, deliver on the promise that there's work. What, what do we need to be doing to lay the, the groundwork so that we can train up um, a lot more people? I was uh, very impressed by what Massachusetts did with uh, Mass Save and, and how my Josh in the presentation was saying how they reimburse uh, the salary of people who are taking internships that are, you know, college or high school or so. I'm, uh, it's, it's, as a business owner, I would love to take advantage of that opportunity yeah. and, and teach somebody the ropes and give them an opportunity to learn the job. Um, uh, that would be great in, in every, everywhere, you know, on the yeah. job training is where you really learn the job, you know, what to do, how to do it. Uh, and then, you know, just be, be ready to, to deliver training when needed. And I think we need to rethink training a little more, like more student centered training of like, what are the needs of the, of the, the people who need the training and those opportunities and be a little more flexible and adaptive you know like i know when i teach the tradesperson course in the past it's been a five day a week course and in our fast-paced life uh taking five days off at any job is is tough and then trying to fit it into running a business owning a business or being a part of a business is difficult so i think maybe in the future we should reshape nights or weekends or take more of a like a professional work development kind of like approach to it and I would like to see the training take a more focused approach on building type, building typology, uh -huh. multifamily, single family, retrofit. Um, uh, so hopefully we can get the partners together and develop that curriculum. I'm a part of those projects, so I'd be happy to, to like work on the curriculum and the development. But yeah. one of the things we talked about in the session was the need for more people to lead and train and in every market you know, throughout the country. You know, I, I just was lucky enough to raise my hand in a, in a session and, and, and say, hey, I have a training facility and then I'm, I'm really passionate about Passive House and I share the message, but every market needs somebody to give somebody an opportunity to teach and train and to go across, you know. Um, uh, it's, it's one of those things as you go older in your career, you want to share more than, 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 than somebody gave you. Yeah. And uh, it's very rewarding and it's also an opportunity to lead and make little changes and give some input, you know. It's fun to, to see like, oh, I helped out on that project. We solved some real problems, you know. Well, you know, in the time that I've known you, and it has been until now, it's all been through Zoom, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, I'm sure we, I'm sure we, you know, bumped into each other before then. It was but at it summer camp after the second band, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That it doesn't count. <laughs> um, um, in the time that I've I've known you, and certainly at the conference, I yeah, I'm constantly witnessing former students, you know, approaching you and thanking you, and and uh, that. I think that, that um, the impact that, that one person can have, like yourself, on um, lots of people's lives and also, therefore, on 
this industry and the community is 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 really powerful. So um, it's cool. It's really cool to to know you and to to see this work that you've been doing. Yeah, it's it's rewarding to work with yeah. the team and see what they build and what they work on. And yeah. you know, like yeah. I only teach a class for five days, and then you know, like I give them a right. little bit of information, and then sometimes they come back with questions. But I just did a blow a door test for a project in New Jersey. That was uh, a former student, you know, accomplished builder, professional, and uh, he hit 0.28 air changes per hour on a new construction. I'm like, this nice. is the tightest project I've ever tested. Yeah. I'm like, this is a real sense of achievement, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like proud for him, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. love to give the, uh, I've always talked about it, but I've never really, really gotten ground. Maybe this is the venue to give an award every year for the tightest projects uh, in yeah, Passive yeah. House, no matter where, who's certifying it, but right. what's, the, what's the best number we've got, you know? Like, give a golden blow-a-door award and yeah, really yeah. reward those teams for going above and beyond. Make it a little bit of a competition. Go yeah. multifamily, single-family retrofit, give three awards. I think that would be pretty cool. We only knew a 3D printer that could print us mini golden blow-a-doors. <laughs> the, the, the Oscars of the Passive yeah. House world. Yeah. And like everything, it would involve a little bit of social, a little bit of uh, awards, a little hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's funny. So um, you mentioned one project that you were just doing a blower door test on. What, what, what are some of the, the coolest projects you're working on now? The coolest project I'm working on is the uh, uh, Engine 16 yeah. project. It's on 25th Street. It's an old quarters of uh, Engine 16. It's a special project for me because... I am a New York City fireman full time, yeah, and right. uh, I work in a in a, in a hundred year old firehouse, and uh, and then to take what I know in building science and have input and work with architects like Mike that are going to transform that building from its old purpose and make it into something new that's super energy efficient, super clean air, and then. Sh- because the bones are the same, it could be an exemplary project for other renovations of like buildings. Right. Um, uh, that you're just changing the function and how it's used. You know, like yeah. it's uh, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. It's a challenge, but it's uh, it's also to be a part of the uh, the landscape and history of uh, of like hundred year old building and to give it a new purpose is uh, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, and that's a nice sort of buildings of excellence uh, award winner um, as well. So, yeah. um, c- cool to see the, those that st- that state investment in in that kind of proof of concept for really yeah. really exciting retrofit. It's, and the, you mentioned your full time fireman. I mean, you're the. Um, that sometimes impacts your work with the, the Fast Files Accelerator. You co hosting duties at Construction Tech. It was just like, was it last week, I think, you got called? It was called. a Gary Klein, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you were you, you made your, the introduction, and then we heard the alarm go up, and you were out. It's, I'm the engine. It's, uh, in the beginning of Construction Tech, I was nervous. Like, I can't do every Tuesday. I can't guarantee I'm off. But I've somehow made it yeah. to everyone for yeah, the yeah, half a year. Yeah. I haven't been involved in everyone, but... Uh, uh, sometimes, well, sometimes the schedule yeah. the schedule is better is bigger than than my abilities. But. Well, we are we're uh, grateful for your participation and also more than willing to let you uh, to pursue a higher purpose during <laughs> during those calls. So. Uh. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what else? What else, so we got the the the, um, the firehouse. What? How about another project? A few, a few brownstones and then like some consulting work on uh, the larger multifamily buildings, trying to get them up to uh, passive house air tightness maybe some testing it's exciting but a challenge you know visual inspection to then try and put it together of like i think this is a really good 
air barrier, but we have to test it. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's like the the stress of passive house right. in multifamily. You don't get to test it until the end. Yeah, there's some drama. There's real drama. And there's there. a lot of things that yeah. get covered up and you can't fix. And it's like, yeah. Ah. Yeah, Did I get eyes on that? Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Where do you? Where do you hope to see our community um, in a few years' time? Like, what, what, if you were to be able to wave your your wand and and see it develop in the way that you'd like to see, what would what would you what, what would you like to see? I'd like to see our community supported by, you know, really smart governmental decisions or policies. You know, like. Like I'm, I've always been inspired by what Brussels did of mandating passive house, yeah. but mandating something is one thing, but supporting it is another. So they supported it by doing design competitions and rewarding excellent projects, you know, to reduce the first cost. They made it a competition. And then, you know, like really the support of getting the details and the technical knowledge out to the masses so that you can make it easier for the first run projects that are happening. You know, I mean, we really need to expand the the technical support that are out there to get more and more projects, you know, up and running and certified. You know, I mean, a, a lot of the heavy lifting of Passive House happens in that detail stage and the planning stage and also kind of like tinkering through what materials are available. So it's kind of like these design charrettes or processes of figuring out what your assemblies are. It's kind of... It's, you know, those are the those are the challenges, and there's so many op- options now that it's, it's it could be overwhelming for people new to the new to the new to the the game. So, yeah, it's been great to it's been great to work on. You know, like I'm a fireman in the Bronx, and some of the projects I've been consulting on are in the Bronx, and to see like absolutely beautiful facilities being built for affordable housing. You know, uh, you know, not too far away, and it's like this is a passive house. This is going to have good, clean, fresh air, and you got nice community facilities and you know, and it's like this right. is this is what this is what the future could be, and there's a little bit more hope than than what we're currently have of you know underfunded, repaired you know yeah. housing that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so the future's bright, but we gotta keep the eye on the prize. <laughs> yeah. Th- thank you. With that, uh, just really thanks again for your work. Thanks and thanks for the chat, and good to see you in person. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast. On behalf of everyone here at the Passive House Accelerator, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more on the Passive House podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.